Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt. Welcome to the interview with Hugh Hewitt, sponsored by andrewandtodd.com. Andrew and Todd are with Sierra Pacific Mortgage. They help you with all your real estate lending needs. If you're refinancing your home, if you're buying a new home, if you're a senior who wants a reverse mortgage, if you're a veteran who doesn't want to put any money down, whatever it is, if you're in the private real estate market for yourself, and maybe you want an investment property, try andrewandtodd.com or call 888 now on to the interview with Hugh Hewitt. Morning, Glory America. Bonjour. Hi, Canada. Hugh Hewitt live inside a very windy and cold beltway. Byron York, have you got a coat on? Are you doing a stand-up from outside, or are you inside the warm, cozy York home? Happy, happy inside the warm home. I'm telling you, why did I come back from California? This is ridiculous. Well, Hugh, it's, it's, it's still March, okay? It, it happens. No, I've been fooled. I told my pastor yesterday, people sent me pictures of the cherry blossoms coming out. That's usually an all-clear signal, right? Well, the thing about the cherry blossoms is you have about three days to get perfect cherry blossom experience. After that, anything can happen. And even, well, I mean, including you're a blizzard. <laughs> All right, now, Byron. a blizzard, it happens. I want to play for you. Uh, I came in early and edited an old... Rush Limbaugh spot from 1992. And I want you to uh, listen to this with, you watched Peter Ducey yesterday, correct? I did. All right. So with Peter Ducey in mind, well, we better assume no one has heard anything. Let's play the Peter Ducey, the beginning of the Peter Ducey cut number uh, 17. Are you worried that other leaders in the world are going to start to doubt that America is back if some of these big things that you say on the world stage keep getting walked back. What's getting walked back? It made it sound like, just in the last couple days, uh, it sounded like you told U.S. troops they were going to Ukraine. It sounded like you said it was possible the U.S. would use a chemical weapon, and it sounded like you were calling for regime change in Russia, and we know... None of the three occurred. Stop right there. Now let's go to the Rush uh, clip from 1992. This is when George H.W. Bush is president. Russia just begun his ascent. Cut, this is why he's a genius, cut number 21. I feel doom and gloom about me. I mean, I can't tell you. This, this is horrible. But I, ladies and gentlemen, um, here at 12 minutes after the hour, on the 22nd of October, I'm here to tell you that I have decided to endorse the candidacy of Bill Clinton. For president. Phyllis in the Bronx in New York. Hello. 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 My name is Phyllis. Yes, ma'am. I am a conservative and I back my president 100%. I work for the Board of Ed. I am homesick today, but now I'm really sick. Rush, what are you doing to us? I'm sick and tired of the liberals in this country who are pushing our buttons. What what are you talking about? I mean, you're backing Mr. 
You're ba backing uh, Bill Clinton. I or am not. I am you not. You just said you're backing. I never said that. <laughs> you stop. said you Stop. It goes on. Byron, you're too young. You probably don't even... <laughs> It is. First of all, it's so great to hear Rush Limbaugh. I mean, Isn't wow, it? that was that was just that was just um, great. And, and okay, so when you listen to obviously the the connection here is with uh, Biden's response. And first of all, uh, kudos to Peter Ducey, a yes. well put, very concise, very pointed question that nobody else was going to ask. Absolutely. So it's really, really thank goodness that he was there to ask the question. Um, now, what Biden said, was he denying reality or was he trying to say that you, uh, your interpretation of all of those things is wrong? Or was he doing the, the Rush Limbaugh thing, which is I, I never said that. <laughs> uh, it's hard. It's hard to know. And I, listen, I think the thing that's worrisome here is because is that that there had there were these three gaps and. You know, the chemical weapons one was just amazing. Oh, I mean, I've got to. Let, let's play the collection for people who don't know. We're talking yeah. mashup. Cut number nine. For God's sake, this man cannot remain power. The White House trying to make clear in the aftermath, or making very clear in the aftermath, he was not, in fact, calling for regime change. And you're going to see when you're there, and some of you have been there, you're going to see, you're going to see women. Young people stand on stand in the middle of front of a damn tank. White House officials are telling us that President Biden does not intend to send U.S. troops into Ukraine. If chemical weapons were used in Ukraine, would that trigger a military response from NATO? It would trigger a response in kind. The United States has no intention of using chemical weapons, period, under any circumstance. OK, so that's an RNC mashup, Byron. But those are the three yeah. gaps. No, the aren't well. The uh, the response in kind thing was just. Stu I went, what? <laughs> we're we're going to use chemical weapons? Yeah, they're forbidden uh, by treaty. Yeah, it was it was wow. It was something else. So um, uh, so he okay. So he's he's done these. He's made these three really big gaffes on the world stage where he was speaking for the United States. And I think what the the worry that it gives you is that the the president. Uh, who is the by far the oldest president in U.S. history, going to be 82 years old when he finishes his term, um, is, has, has slowed down a lot. Uh, he is not very quick in processing questions and information. And what happens when you have a, a vacuum in a, in a structure like the White House and the executive branch, then you have willful advisors who seek to use this as an opportunity to uh, press their own agendas. Yes. And you just worry. I mean, Joe Biden gets to make U.S. foreign policy. He was the guy who was elected president. And if he is not fully able to do so, that's a really worrisome situation. Uh, Byron, the uh, I'm talking with Byron York of the Washington Examiner. I, I pose this to David Drucker. I will pose it to you. What does Putin think of yesterday? What does Xi think of yesterday about Biden after that performance? I think they wonder who's in charge. Um, they they listen to the president say these things, and then his aides immediately walk them back, and then the president say, no, didn't happen. Um, and I think they, they wonder who is in charge. They wonder if there's a level of confusion atop the U.S. government that should be concerning not not just our adversaries like Putin and Xi, 
but to our friends as well. So I, is it, I, is it I, different from the Trump confusion that Trump sowed when the former president would would give his off the I mean, he always talked to the press. He didn't have the infirmity question that Biden did, but he didn't have any consistency either. No, no. And uh, the only thing that was different is that uh, Trump said so many things that were either exaggerations or just plain wrong, uh, or he was making some sort of joke or uh, who knows what. I think you've limed it already. I, I think you've you've you put your finger on it. They always knew Trump was ultimately in control. Yeah, they listened to Trump uh, differently, but they did realize that. Um, and this was the this is the basis of this argument. I don't know if it's true, but this argument that uh, Russia would not have invaded Ukraine if Trump were still president, and the, the reason was is they were afraid of what he might do. It was you and I discussed this. It's the Soleimani yeah. effect. I believe it. Yeah, I believe yeah. that. Because he yeah. was in control. I don't, you know, he would be inconsistent, but he would always tell Pompeo, and Pompeo would do what he told. I don't know that about Blinken or Jake Sullivan. O'Brien would do what Trump told him to do. Yeah, so so that's what I was saying about willful advisors. I'm not pointing at any particular person, but the, but the a weakness of a, a leader who has the exclusive constitutional authority to conduct foreign policy, um, the weakness does create this opportunity for people in his administration to do what they think ought to be done as opposed to maybe what the president thinks. Now, now Byron, I I hope maybe you can stay with us for an extra segment because we're getting to an important, very important issue here. We saw the Ginny Thomas text to Mark Meadows. I've read them all and I don't agree with any of them. And some of them, I, I, you know, I I urgently want the president to pay attention and stop stuff and do stuff, et cetera. But I don't want him pursuing conspiracy theories, et cetera. So some of the Jenny Thomas texts are fine. All of them are unobjectionable. She, she texts to Mark Meadow. Well, I'm certain that Ron Klain gets texts from everybody in the world, right? What do you think those yeah. texts are saying right now? Because we're never going to see those texts because we would never get upheld. I mean, the Republicans will not, we being Republicans in my case, not yours, uh, will never go hunting for the president's chief of staff's text. What do you think they're saying right now? Well, I think that there were a huge – well, we're, we're guessing. Oh, this is total conjecture. Um, but what happens when there's this air of confusion um, is that people text uh, a person in authority and say, what's going on? Yep. Or if, if it, it's clear that, you know, the president just committed the United States to using chemical weapons, there's this – there's the uh, sort of WTF uh, questions saying, you've got to fix this. You've got to walk this back. I would not be surprised – if there were a combination of what's going on and you got to fix this text in all three of the occasions that Peter Ducey listed. Well, I, I don't know if Byron can stay with us. Byron York is with the Washington Examiner, Fox News. I'm going to ask him to because I want to want to follow up on this. This is so important. Who's in control is a nightmare for foreign governments, and it is an invitation for chaos on the world stage, and it empowers Xi and Putin at exactly the wrong moment. And we got to figure out what to do, and they got to figure it out over at the White House. Don't go anywhere, America. I'm Hugh Hewitt inside the very windy and cold beltway. We'll see if Byron can come back. I don't know if he can. I just sprung that on him. Stay tuned. Welcome back, America. I'm Hugh Hewitt inside the beltway. Byron York of the Washington Examiner and Fox News uh, continued and stayed over through the break. Thank you, Byron. What I really want to give you a chance to stand up and talk about is Serious people come on the show, and they're, you know, like Admiral Stavridis is coming up, Dr. Monica Crowley coming up, Tom Cotton is coming up, 
and they have to work around the the big uh, the big elephant in the room, which is capacity and infirmity. Yeah. Yeah. How do how are we going to do this for three years? I'm exhausted thinking about this for three years. Yeah. First of all, um, this was the world's most predictable problem. Uh, we knew Joe Biden's age long t- all, all through the campaign. Uh, Democrats had 20-something candidates to choose from, uh, ended up picking him, and then he got elected president. So, I mean, this was the world's most predictable problem. Now, uh, there, there's two issues. There's one, just his carelessness, which did exist throughout his True. political career. Uh, and the fact that he was known as a gaffe machine. And you can say, well, gee, when you're reading a, a, a big speech internationally about U.S. policy, about war and peace, why don't you stick to the text? Well, I don't think you can get him to do that because he, he has a lifetime of not doing that. Um, because he, he wants to emphasize, he wants to connect, whatever he wants to do. And that's what caused him to do this cannot remain in power thing at the very end of his speech in Warsaw. And let me interrupt for a second. I, I, I play with my pen on the radio, and I tap the desk, and I've done it for 30 years, and Dwayne is trying to get me to stop, and I can't stop. It's, it's like a muscle memory, right? So Joe Biden is not going to stop going off script. You're absolutely right. He's done it for 50, 60 years. Yeah, I mean, and the problem is playing with your pen does not create an international incident. <laughs> well, with, with Dwayne, it does. The use of chemical weapons. Does. You want to bet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so I mean, that's the problem. Then, the, then there's the issue of, of capacity, which is a, a real issue. And so we got this president. He's been elected. Uh, I kept referring in the previous segment to his, his Article Two power to conduct foreign policy, and uh, he he's just got it because he's president of the United States. So then the question is how to best use his resources, remaining resources, to be president of the United States. Um, You know, Byron, I've been listening to uh, the wonderful biography of Churchill by Andrew Roberts, Walking with Destiny. And he is 1970. He's 70 years old in 1944. And members of his cabinet begin to worry that the stress of five years of war, 1945, excuse me, 71 or so, that the five years of war have worn him down. And indeed they did. And he, But he would rally. He would have peaks and valleys yeah. at the age of 70 in the middle of yeah. a war. And right. they nevertheless, we now learn, and I think we're going to learn 50 years hence, that they are in crisis mode at the White House all the time. Yeah, and I, I, I think this is, the idea of, of rallying is, is an interesting idea because um, when you watch people who are quite able um, get older, um, they, they're, they're not as able to sustain their efforts, but they are able to, to do it in bursts. Of, so I, I just think that given the situation, which is you have somebody who's too old to be president, wasn't, wasn't going to be a great president when he was 50 years old either, but uh, he's too old to be president. You have to work around this as best you can. There's no good way to do it. And if there is an international crisis that requires a sort of 24-7 uh, attention, uh, we're in a bad place. I will say that just casually in, in going around, I've talked to people, people who are really accomplished, former executives, former CEOs, uh, people who've been retired, and I've asked them, would you have been prepared to take the most challenging, physically, intellectually 
challenging job of your life at age 80? And they all laugh. No, no way in the world they would. Uh, but that's what we have now. And, and we have to have a staff, a White House staff, rather than pushing its own agenda, has to make the best of uh, the president's abilities at this point. That's exactly right. They have to surround him with bumpers. They have to insist that he not do things like this trip. And they have to cut off the, the mic, which we see in the United States a lot. Byron York, I, I read your email every morning. Go and sign up for it, America, at the Washington Examiner. Follow Byron on Twitter at Byron York. Follow me the next segment. I'm Hugh Hewitt. That concludes today's episode of the interview with Hugh Hewitt. Thank you for listening. Make sure you come back and check out all the other podcasts on the Salem Podcast Network. And remember to thank our sponsors, andrewandtodd.com. If you believe in long-form interviews like I do, then do your real estate transactions with Andrew Del Rey and Todd Avakian. I've known both men for a long time. Andrewandtodd.com. Go there, answer a couple of questions. They'll tell you what's best to do with your house or call them at 888-888-1172. You'll be glad you did and you'll be glad that you listened to the next episode of The Interview.